0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to Basecamp Podcast, your source for New England skiing and riding. I'm host Eric Wilber, alongside co-host Mike Specian. Mike, how are you doing? Fantastic. Eric, how about yourself today? I am getting ready to winter, and I mean it. I'm going, get, I'm going to save now on Stratton season passes, including the all-access Stratitude pass for ages 29 and under. The price goes up October 14th, so act now. Plus, you'll save up to 50% off lodging with Stratton's early booking offer. Make tracks to Stratton Mountain this season. Make sure you book your season passes now and save at stratton.com. Stratton, one of my favorite of Vermont resorts, but today we're going to be talking a little bit more to the north and going to one of the most popular independent mountains in all of New England, correct? Yes, it is. We're going to be talking
1: about Bolton Valley, that little gem, or I should say big gem, tucked right in
0: between Sugarbush and Stowe. It really is. I, I know a lot of people have learned about Bolton Valley over the past few years with the Indy Pass, it being a part of it. But Bolton Valley really, I went to school in, in Burlington and never really did Bolton Valley because I had the big pass, which was Stowe and Sugarbush. And Bolton Valley was this place where my roommate went every chance he got and was all about Bolton, 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 Bolton. And I went one day and it was it was good. It was good. I didn't have a great time, but I was also not really into it yet, right? Over the years, I went to Bolton, and you realize the specialness of that mountain, Let when it when it dumps in Burlington, get your butt to Bolton as soon as you can. The skiing there is, you know, it is true Vermont skiing. It is wildly independent and just a special place to go and and, and has such a great story behind it and the way it has persevered over the years. And not only survived, but thrived in the midst of Epic and Icon. It really is a mountain to look at and see how things have been done right over the past you know, 20 years. It really has. And to
1: top that off, it's tucked right smack in that snow belt. Sure. So you've got Sugarbush and Stowe, which get dumped. I mean, it's the best snow outside of Jay Peak in New
0: England. And Bolton's right there with them. Yeah. You, you get that place on a storm and it is it'll be one of your better ex- skiing experiences. You know, the, the trees there are magnificent. One one thing I will always remember this, we went night skiing there, me and the the former director of public relations who actually moved on. He actually now has a position in the town hall, I believe, in Bolton. And it was just a surreal nighttime skiing experience when it's just dumping and the lights are on and you're skiing terrain that, you know, you're used to skiing night skiing. It's like going to... King Pine or Cranmore and skiing the blues or greens, not at Bolton. At Bolton, they've got some gnarly trails that are under the lights. And it really is this experience unlike any other in New England. And you know, that's my takeaway from that place is that it's just so original and so independent without being, what's the word I'm looking for? It's an independent place that feels like home. You know what I mean? Like you can go to an independent mountain and it may not vibe with you. You go to Bolton and you feel like you're part of the community and, and it's really this rich spot where, you know, vacationers come or people from Burlington come and it's an after work mountain or it can be a weekend mountain. It really is just a, a special place to go and, and experience winter in New England.
1: 100%, Eric. It is an amazing spot as you wind up that access road, which is could be a class six road some days. Yep, yep. As you wind up, and all of a sudden you drop into this valley. I mean, it's 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 qu- quite amazing. yep The peaks are there, the snow is there, little village up there to enjoy, and the skiing. Well, the skiing's pretty outstanding to boot. It did create a couple Warren Miller stars named Eric and
0: Rob Delorey's. Yep, of course. Part of the the original North Base team with the Egan's. Well, I mean, that's the thing about Bolton. I think when you talk about, you know, you talk about a mountain being so close to city limits, like here in Boston, we've got Blue Hills, which is one of the closest ski areas to any metropolitan area in the United States that you don't expect Blue Hills at Bolton Valley. Okay. Bolton Valley is a Vermont skiing mountain. It is, it can be hardcore. The trees are, are unbelievable. And it does get the snow. Like you said, it's in that snow. And it's such a a special place. And now that the Deloriers, who founded the place, are now back in charge over the past handful of years, it's got that connection to history and really, you know, it really thrives on its identity as Bolton Valley. If it's a place you've never been to, it's kind of hard to explain what that identity is. But if you go there, it's immediately recognizable that this is a place that is not about you know, bringing in resort dollars right It's about the experience of people skiing. It's as simple as that, and that's what you get at bolton valley and and it's not it's not a place where you're going to get you know groomers all the time it's It's a gnarly place to ski and and I think you know look that doesn't mean it's not a beginner's mountain it is it can be, but it's also a place that appeases to the, and I don't want to say dubious, but the more challenged Burlington skier or rider, right? Like if we're in Boston and we want to go to Blue Hills for a few runs after work, that's one thing. It's a great experience to have Blue Hills right here in Milton, so close to city limits. It's sort of the same thing with Bolton Valley and Burlington. If you work the whole day in Burlington, go down to Bolton Valley, but you're going to be able to get one of the Higher experiences in New England in terms of terrain, in terms of weather, in terms of just all around at this place. It, it's, it's always been a special place in my heart. You know, the first place, the first time I went there, I didn't quite get it, but that was, you know, I was 20 years old for God's sakes. I was more interested in going to the bar than skiing. And now that, that I know what it is and, and I've been there so many times and know the history and the, and the, the family bonds I've created this place. One of my top destinations in New England easily. It is an awesome place to ski. It's
1: family all the way around. It's one of my favorites. I love I love where the skiing becomes real. I don't need the glitz. I I want real skiing, and I want an atmosphere and a vibe and energy, and that's what Bolton brings. And I'll tell you about some runs that I took there in a little bit, but right now, we have a guest joining us, Adam Deloriers from Bolton Valley.
0: Hey, Adam, how you doing? Hi, good, thanks. How are you guys? Great, for, th- thanks for joining us. First things first, a pretty big weekend for the Deloria family, right? It was,
2: yeah. It was a lot of fun, yep. My dad was just inducted into the uh, Vermont Ski Museum Hall, so that was exciting. They had the whole induction ceremony for him and the other four, sorry, the other three inductees, as well as some local community awards for, for the Catamount Trail Association. And oh, And I can't remember the other guy, the other winner's name. <laughs> sorry. But another a ski writer, a journalism award as well was, was granted. So, and that all happened at our recently renovated Timberline Base Lodge, which my dad was actually kind of oversaw the, the, the building of that new addition. So.
0: Well, I, I guess my question is, first of all, it, it should be posed to Vermont Ski Museum. You know, what took so long <laughs> that, that Ralph Delorier's is only in there in 2022. But can you just give a brief synopsis of what your dad did just for the listeners that may not be totally, you know, in the know on Bolton Valley?
2: Oh well, sure. He he and his father Roland originally developed, built, and developed Golden Valley Ski Area. And so, when they started originally, there wasn't even a road that went up to the resort. So they definitely started from scratch there. He was also let's see what were his other accolades. He was at the head of the Bears Association for a bit, and then worked with the National Ski Areas Association. You know, and then uh, pretty much anything else that related to Bolden Valley. One of his Primary, you know, kind of proud accomplishments that he did was he started our pretty vibrant after school ski program for kids. So, the total now, I believe, of the number of kids that have gone through that after school program where they bust the kids up from school after school, something, I think it's, they said 47,000 kids wow, wow. have gone through the program since it started. <laughs>
1: That's fantastic. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So, so your dad started it. All the kids grew up there. Of course, I know your older brothers very well. Cool. Uh, they went to some stardom of their own, of course. They did. But for a time, at one point, you guys sold it off. I know Peter Peter Glenn or Ned Hamilton took over for a bit. What, yeah. What was the reasoning and what made you come back into the business?
2: Well, the mountain was really struggling in the mid-90s. For a number of reasons, but, you know, a lot of the kind of mid-size ski areas in the area were really struggling through that time period. So he basically just kind of got out, just barely avoiding bankruptcy originally, but he did avoid bankruptcy, but basically had to hand over the the ski area to the bank. And so it was a tough time for sure, but it was a, at, at that time, it was a much needed break for my dad, I think. And the rest of us, you know, my brothers and I, especially were out West you know, playing around in the ski industry out there. And then we ended up, you know, some of us, my, my dad has a lot of kids, but so <laughs> my, myself, my younger brother and sister, um, we back here, you know, raising our own kids. We were still very much in the area. My folks, you know, still live here on the mountain as well as my sister and I, and my younger brother too, actually for now. But so we were raising our own kids here and the opportunity kind of presented itself. And we were able to put together a group of local investors that were excited to see it all happen. And lo and behold, here we are again. It was kind of a, you know, I was a little, I I admit I was a little skeptical to get at starting when we got started, but it turned out great.
0: <laughs> was it like having, you know, your old teddy bear back or was it? You know, yeah, kind of,
2: you know, sort of. It's funny. I mean, we've been talking about it. We've been doing a lot of reflecting this past weekend. We had a lot of people come up and visit that, you know, used to work here decades ago and old friends of the family. And so we've been doing a lot of reminiscing. But the more I think about it, you know, it really didn't feel like we ever left, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, even though we weren't so actively involved running the mountain and the management of things going on up here, we were still, we we never felt disconnected from the place. You know, right. we were very much here. Our parents were here. we all grew up here and raising our kids. I mean, we own property, you know, We've always been invested in the community, so it felt surprisingly easy and natural, really.
0: And I I was just actually just saying, like when you say that word community at, at Bolton Valley, it's tough to sort of tell someone what a community is like unless you've experienced it, you know, whether that's, you know, full in or tangentially. During the pandemic, Lindsay started these video messages on social media trying to tell the community about what was happening at the mountain, X, Y, and Z. I think we've all had enough pandemic talk. But I think that that was a a big sign about how Bolton Valley is really intertwined in the, you know, it sounds cliche, but the fabric of the community. But it really is, you know, that this is a mountain that is, you know, how do you define Bolton Valley? It's a community mountain, but it's also a destination. And it's just a really special place of mixing a lot of different communities and cultures.
2: It is definitely that. Yeah. And I would even say that, you know, Bolton is, is, as much of a product as the, of the community, as the community that is, that has built up around the ski area is a part of the ski area. Mm -hmm. You know, I think actually, so through the couple deck after my father sold the place, you know, this, the ski area was struggling. I mean, that was no secret. You know, it was, it was, it was a tough couple of decades for the, for the mountain, you know, just it changed hands a couple of times. And nobody was really able to get any momentum going with it, but it kept the real estate prices down and, and, and really affordable for a ski area, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and a lot of the, what were previously vacation condominium rentals became owner occupied, you know, homes for people that, you know, lived and worked in the area. So it was, became like a bedroom community for Burlington, more or less, or Montpelier. And it, and it sort of grew up you know, through that and was and it was a, an affordable way to live at a ski area in the mountains with such amazing access to, you know, recreational opportunity right out the door. And it just built a really strong community and almost, I think, I want to say tripled in, in size of full-time residents here at the ski area, wow. you know, within walking distance of the ski area. Wow. And so it's just, it's always been that, you know, it it grew as that and I think it really so even though it was struggling, it really aided in building this real sense of community that's totally unique to gold.
0: Yeah, my 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 wife is angry with me that we didn't buy J Peak property three years ago, and now it's too late. So <laughs> I'll never hear the end of that one.
1: <laughs> you know, one one thing that's absolutely awesome is that you guys are still independent, and we don't have enough of that. And you're incredibly unique. You've got great alpine there, but what has turned me on to Bolton even more is your back country. And I know you had up that initiative. Tell us about it.
2: Yeah, thank you. And it's true. It's definitely one of our best assets. I'm I completely agree with you. I mean, the back country terrain that we have access to is really special and unique. So when we were getting back involved with it, you know, we were trying to just, you know, <laughs> one of my, one of, one of my biggest worries when we got into it was that we didn't have enough money to to invest in infrastructure. You know, i've, I've I was coming from the perspective that we needed a ton of money to just rebuild the trails and put new lips everywhere and rebuild the base lodge, et cetera, which we didn't have. So we were a little nervous going into it. But we sat down and we said, "Well, how can we use what we have? Like, what do we have? Let's take a tally here of our best stuff." And the backcountry was at the top of the list because the access to it. And the terrain that you have access to, and this sheer amount of it, right. was amazing. And plus, there was already an existing scene. The Catamount Trail Association, we love, has been you know running events out of Golden for you know years beforehand. And there was already a really dedicated, devoted following of the backcountry here. You know, people that were way into it. And so we just were like, well, let's embrace it. Let's build it up. And so we started doing some research, and we couldn't find any other comparable program in North America that would offer in-house backcountry access, guides, rentals, et cetera. And so we were largely just kind of going blind into it and winging it as we went. But it was a huge success. And everyone knows the popularity grew pretty strongly during COVID. And so, you know, that just, I mean, we were like the darling of the start of COVID that winter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> love our backcountry program. Were you sur- there's, Now there's Bluebird backcountry in Colorado, but, you know, aside from that, there's really nothing else like what we have going. Yeah, so I, f-
0: I find that amazing. Like, were you surprised when you were looking around and su- saw that no one was doing this? I mean, I get it. Like, Bolton Valley has the, the perfect setup for it, right? It's like it's, it's right there for you. But is it just the access that other people don't have, or is it the matter of they're afraid you're not going to buy the lift ticket if you learn how to backcountry?
2: Yeah, I think it's a combination of the two. Yeah, exactly. You know, perfect example is my father, who's, you know, from that older guard in the, in the ski industry, the ski area business. You know, he was like, how are you going to make money on it? You know, they're going to bring peanut butter and jellies. They're just going to go around and hike around the lifts, go off, and you're never going to see them. They're not going to go in the shops. The shop. They're not going to buy anything. But, you know, that's not true. <laughs> they do all those things. It's, it's called vision. But, and yeah, I mean, it, it, it took off. And so I think, But we also do have that really unique access. You know, I mean, I think a lot of resorts don't have the kind of side country that we have. I mean, you know, you can go off the back, off the side of the lifts, off the alpine trails or hike from the bottom and, you know, go to Stowe or Jericho or, you know, all these towns that take more than a half an hour to drive to from here. And I mean, it's it's also the largest swath of of, you know, unadulterated forest land in the Mount Mansfield State Forest. So it's, I mean, it's a lot of terrain. Not to mention our access road dumps you out at 2000 feet. So, you know, you're already pretty right. yeah. far up into the Green Mountains. I mean, there aren't many other roads that you can go up to that point in the winter. We the were
1: state. just talking about that access road. I don't know many resorts in New England that have an access road like that.
2: Yeah. But it is. No, we- it's uh, yep. Uh huh. It's a great road. I mean I, the, I love and, it. Yeah, the town does great with it. I mean, I to their credit, I mean they really do maintain it well now, but it's it's exciting for sure. It's it's like driving up into
1: some Rocky Mountain resort in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> New England
3: Ski Journal's Base Camp Podcast will return after this. If you want to be inspired and informed on everything about the New England ski and outdoor scene, then you need to check out skijournal.com. SkiJournal.com delivers daily content on breaking industry news, tips, gear, dining, travel, entertainment, as well as all archived episodes of the Emmy-nominated New England Ski Journal TV show and the Basecamp podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to New England Ski Journal, the longest-running regional ski magazine in the country, New England Ski Journal's award-winning writers and photographers, bring all four seasons to your door with best-in-class coverage on skiing and the outdoors. Log on to SkiJournal.com and click on the subscribe button to get New England Ski Journal mailed to you today. New England Ski Journal is a Siemens Media publication. Siemens Media, inspiring, informative, insightful. And now back to the Base Camp podcast. The backcountry
1: is amazing when I went in and saw the rentals and, that you had and the guides, you know, getting ready to go one morning, it was like, wow, I've never seen this before. It's like, yeah, it's you. like being in it's Europe.
2: Really pretty unique. I mean, there were guiding companies around in the Northeast, but you know, none of them were right. Affiliated with the, with a ski area. Like, you know, you like where it's just in the list of things to do with ski school that you can book. You know.
3: Right.
0: What's what about, amazing? Only Col- oh, there's one in Colorado, and you,
2: huh? Yeah, the Bluebird Bluebird backcountry. It's there like a backcountry ski area. Steamboat, you know? Steamboat, right? There, yeah, I mean there's some places, but you, you well, know, it's not really. They don't have. It's not an integrated part of the resort, right? You know? Blue, Bluebird is in Steamboat, though. Is oh, that where they? they well, they, I'm not exactly sure what town it's in, actually. But that's
1: that's the only sheer backcountry with no lift service. Yeah, in exactly. The country. Right, so kind of, kind of fun at at Bolton because you can go to the top, skin up to the top of the wilderness, otherwise shorten the climb, and and then pop off the backside.
2: Oh yeah, uh, mean, this- it goes and goes. I mean, a couple of you know my clients, our first year, he was remarking, you know, he's like, "I am your, I am your, I am your perfect market right here." You know, my my kids are in ski school; our youngest ones in daycare. My wife's taking a, an alpine, you know, clinic, women's clinic on the, on the alpine trails right now. And you're, we're going out for this backcountry tour for three hours and you know, everybody's doing their thing and, and we all could walk from the car and do those things.
0: <laughs> Here's my question. How, how many people do you get that have never been in the backcountry and want to experience? It? That's pretty much our bread and butter. Okay. Good. Yeah. You know, by far our most, then I will herb. come. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's our most popular product is our, is our intro, you know, our kind of basic intro to backcountry clinic and followed by a half day tour. That's absolutely so, fantastic. Yeah. We'll spend a couple hours with people. You know, we do group group clinics on the weekends where you can just sign up for 60 bucks or you can take a private, you know, one anytime, any day of the week. But yeah, so it's a couple few couple hours kind of just going over the equipment, some basic backcountry tips and, you know, how to pack, cold management. We don't really get into avalanche safety so much. We don't really have any big exposed avalanche terrain back there. So we're able to kind of, you know, at least familiarize people with the gear and give them the tools so that then they can go and explore, you know, those options on their own. Right. But yeah, it's really common that people don't know otherwise how to get into it. You know, it's kind of a tough barrier of entry there. Yeah, sure. You know, their friends don't do it. How do you, you know, where do you go and what do you use? You know, exactly.
1: Well, I lo- absolutely love putting skins on these days and climbing. Absolutely love it. But what's going on on the hill? Anything new
2: there? Well, let's see. We got a few things going. Let's see. We, I mean, our our primary focus for our current expansion plans has been our summer business. So we're really trying to become more of a four season resort. So we've been we're heavily invested in mountain biking right now in the summer. That's kind of so a lot of that has been infrastructure built around that has been our focus the last couple of years. And then so aside from that, yeah, we're updating our, our snowmaking capacity. We put in a bunch of new tower guns this year. We've we've updated our compressors to all electric compressors from diesel. And we're currently working on increasing our efficiency for the amount of water we can use. That's really been the focus so far. And then we have you know some deferred maintenance on the Alpine trails. So this summer we spent a lot of time trimming back the edges. You know, they've been some of the trail, a lot of the trails have gotten kind of overgrown. They hadn't really been given enough love in the past couple of decades. So we're working on widening the trails and smoothing things out a little bit there. So yeah, you know, and just pretty much getting back into the swing of things post COVID really.
0: <laughs> hey, that's, that's what I was going to ask. Like post COVID last year was your first year that the state of Vermont was quote unquote open to, yeah. to people. How was that? How was that rebound for you after going through you know I don't want to call it a tough year, but it was a disconnected year for, for the most part it was definitely
2: a different year for sure um, what was unique for, in our experience was that our night skiing really was super popular, so you know nobody else in the area, no other ski areas have any night skiing really to speak of there's there's a small hill in St Albans north Burlington a ways and then and then Cochrane's nearby has night skiing, but you know it's small. I mean, it was, we had a, our numbers for night skiing the year before last were higher than our day numbers, which was totally freakish. But so that carried over though. I, even in the last year, they weren't quite as many people, but it was still really super popular. It's like people got turned onto it. And so, you know, Bolton over the last couple of decades has become more of a regional draw and more of a local draw than people from the greater New England area. It's just, but so we're working on currently changing that. So we did see that change a little bit last year. And I think some of that might be, I'd like to think a little because of our notoriety from our, our backcountry PR during, during COVID months and people were desperate to read at least about what people were doing, but yeah, it's been, so we've seen that, that Traffic pick up a little bit from out of state folks too
0: lately and it's right I was just talking about the night skiing at Bolton, which I think is the best night skiing in New England because you're not going to get night skiing like you would get would get at Cochran's or you know Wachusett or blue hills it's this serious terrain under the lights there Bolton
2: yeah, and we're fully embracing that i mean our the, our the potential for that really opened our eyes you know during during the last couple of years, and so we've actually submitted permitting applications now, and I can't tell you exactly what the status is of those but it's looking pretty good, but we're looking at significantly expanding our terrain. So that's we have, exciting. you know, about a thousand vertical currently, with you know, more or less about seven or eight trails. But you know, we're looking at, at doubling that.
0: Fantastic! That's the, that's, that's great. Yeah.
2: You guys, you guys are on part of the Indie Pass. We are,
1: and you guys have always had reasonable day. Day ticket pricing, you know, for somebody that doesn't have a pass, can you tell them what type of pricing they're going to expect for a day ticket up there this year?
2: Oh, man. Sorry (laughs) to put you on the spot. (laughs) I don't know what it's at right now. (laughs) Oh, that's okay. I could scramble on my phone and look at it. I'm sure that it's on there on the website. But honestly, that's such a moving target. And there's so many different deals that you can get if you, you know, so that I've kind of lost track of it, but we sell a night skiing only ticket, an afternoon and night skiing ticket. So you can go from noon until 10 PM or, you know, a couple half day options that are different on the weekdays versus the weekends. So affordability we would be the word affordability for sure. I mean, we definitely want to keep. Skiing at Bolden as accessible as possible for
1: people. Which for sure. which which is good because you know, Vale, Vail went up to two seventy five prime this year and Stowe isn't far behind it. So that yeah. person heading north.
2: Yeah, yeah. If you're not a pass holder, but you know, for for the Vale resorts, for sure, it's really hard to get into skiing. I mean a family of five, forget it, you know, four or five. Yeah, so we even, even our price points in the cafeteria, at the food outlets, you know, even in our, in our retail shop, you know, we don't, we try to stay away from the classic kind of resort pricing model. You know, it's, we try to keep things like what you'll find in your local shop.
1: And which, which is fantastic. That's, that's what we want to hear. That's what we want to, not everybody's going to have a pass. Yeah. We still need to get people into the skiing world.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Well, Adam, we want to thank you for coming on today. Yes, thank thanks you for, for having me. me. Tell you God, I'll
0: bring my peanut butter sandwich, and I will be there for the backcountry tour.
1: <laughs> and and I've got to I've got to say two things. First off, during COVID, Bolton, I think it was you, Adam, that came up with movie night. Movie night was. Yep. I planned that, on it. it
2: every week. Thanks so much. I mean, yeah, yep. that was really fun. That was fun, <laughs>
1: and it was live comments the whole time. I mean, it was so much fun, and and we had to start that in the fall before the snow flies again.
2: We should, we should, we should. We definitely we went through most of what I had on deck, though. I, you know, we had all of our old Beta tapes. Oh, they art. were
1: they were they were good. They were fun to watch. There was a lot of memories. Number yeah, number really two, fun. we want to please tell your dad congratulations from all of us here. Well deserved, all the way around, and we are totally excited that you are embracing new england skiing and that the family is back
2: yeah thank you so much that's really kind
0: i'll tell him for sure excellent thank you very much for joining us i can't wait to get to bolton
1: and and eric and i are both coming up together to make some turns with you give a shout when you're in town we will to make little turns
0: all right well i'll be in town actually this weekend <laughs> up in burlington but i don't think your conditions are quite up to my snuff yet so well we are around next next, though. we have mountain biking is pretty amazing now right, maybe you sold me that <laughs> all right, and then, you know you can take a
2: ride on the lift too, the scenic rides too. But the mountain biking is all time right now. Awesome,
1: awesome. Well, you have a great week. Thanks for joining us today. Cheers. Nice okay. talking to
0: you. Thank you. When when I moved to Vermont for college, and let's face it, one of the reasons I went to college in Vermont was because of the skiing. I grew up on New Hampshire skiing, and getting to Vermont, it was a little colder. It was a little gnarlier, right? And it gets some, takes some getting used to. Vermont skiing and New Hampshire skiing are the same, but they're different too, right? They're, you're looking at different mountains. You're looking at different vistas. And when you go to Bolton Valley, you sort of experience that because it's a smaller mountain, quote unquote smaller, yet it skis big. And I think a lot of Vermont is like that when you go to certain places, right? And you get the view of Camel's Hump and you get the view across the lake into New York and you know, you get those, those special in New Hampshire, we have, you know, Mount Washington. That's like the, the creme de la creme of views. But in Vermont, you've got, you know, such a variety of different places and different iconic spots to take a peek at. And the skiing is just, you know, it's sometimes it's snowier there and sometimes it's colder there. And sometimes it's windier there. It's just another way of saying that if you've never skied Vermont, and you're a all New Hampshire or all Maine person. Sometimes when you go to a place like Bolton Valley or Stowe or or Sugarbush or Jay Peak, it's going to be like a whole different world. And Bolton Valley definitely is that in a good way because, like we said, you know the community of that mountain is very strong in the way that they built ties and. Teaching people how to ski and becoming a a local mountain, a local favorite. It really is quite special. I recommend, you know, if you have the Indy Pass, definitely go check it out. And if you don't have the Indy Pass, check it out either way.
1: Yeah, their affordability if you don't have a pass is outstanding. And, you know, lodging even is acceptable. And if you don't want to stay there, you can always stay down in Waterbury because it's so close. Yeah, it is
0: so close. But the lodging there is so nice because it's right there. You
1: know, you're, you walk oh, out your room and you're on the trails. Without a doubt. My first time to Bolton, I had never been there. I did my internship a long, long, long time ago at Smuggler's Notch. Spent my time skiing at Sugarbush, Mad River, and Stowe. But a couple of years ago, I was at Stowe for the U.S. Ski and Snowboard Hall of Fame Mm -hmm. inductions for John and Dan Egan. Yep. And I made a point before I went home. I told myself I was going to Bolton because I had never skied there. And, you know, I've been skiing all over the country. And when I got there and looked out, first off, we had fresh snow. Mm -hmm. But then I looked out at Camel's Hump along the Vista there and said – oh my goodness, why have I never been here? Yeah. I mean, it was outstanding. It always seemed a little bit too far and this and that and the other thing, but it was incredible. And now on an Indy Pass, I stop in there when I'm driving through. I mean, the terrain is steep in spots. It's gentle in other spots. Yeah, there's some run out at the bottom, but I'm okay with that if the skiing's good. There's yeah. run out at the bottom of J Peak.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I hate, to I, – I don't want to keep going back to the night skiing, but it, it really blew my mind how steep the runs were under the lights, and I mean, you just don't find that anywhere. And so that for me was like my my come to Jesus moment of Bolton Valley. You know right? what? I was
1: I was going to use that statement. <laughs> I I agree. It it is real skiing, real people, and lake effect snows, and then the backcountry. I've been there. It's worth the trip. Yep. And if you're a Nordic skier, if you're a backcountry Nordic skier, those trails go all the way over to the Trap Family Lodge over at Stowe. I did a little research. There's 5,000 acres of Nordic and backcountry skiing attached to Bolton Valley. Wow. 5,000 acres. That is huge. Yeah. You can get lost out there.
0: And then I think the other part about Bolton that makes it so special is the Delorias. You know, the fact that this is a a family-run mountain that is back in the hands of the, of the, the man who founded it really speaks a, a special sort of environment or community in New England skiing where we're seeing mountains get just swallowed up by corporations. And to have a place be this successful and this special and this individual and run by this family for so long. Is, is truly a testament to what they've done. And it's more of a testament to the community they've built there. You know, and uh, what do you say? 75,000 people have have been to their their, their their learning program. That's unbelievable. You know, that that's that's the sort of thing you're looking for from a mountain that caters to places with a higher population like Burlington or like Montpelier. You know, you want to have them, or even like Wachusett. I mean, Wachusett's, you know, skiing, in terms of their learning program is tops in, in the nation maybe if not New England i mean if tops in New England if not the nation and so Bolton Valley is the same way at a smaller scale cuz Burlington is not Boston obviously uh, but it truly does you know introduce the sport to such a, a community of children adults that you know have it in their backyard and grow up with it and for them to be able to trust the Deloriers with you know having Bolton be there year after year or things a certain way year after year. It's it's just not the same. That you, you you can't expect that on a year to year basis from all the other places that are owned by bigger corporations. So, you know, Bolton Valley truly is a a a wonderful place to ski. In and, and I I say all the time how much I love certain mountains here and there, but Bolton Valley truly is, if I'm getting down to it, one of my favorites just for the vibe. You know, the vibe there is is real cool. It's real special. I've had some fantastic moments on the trail there. I've had some fantastic chairlift conversations there. Just a wonderful place. And if you haven't been there, definitely check it out.
1: Well, it's a multi-generational business ski area that's gone through time. They had a little blimp there, but it is multi-generational, just like Catamount and Berkshire East mm-hmm. with the Schaefer family yep. or Wachusett with the Crawleys. They are not corporate. They are family. And they actually – you know, Adam, if you go in there, you're going to see him, okay? He's one of the owners. You're going to see him working. You're going to see him guiding backcountry because it's what they do. And that's kind of nice knowing that you're dealing with the owner. You're not dealing with a corporate person. Right. So. But if you haven't gotten to Bolton Valley, make sure you get up there. It is an incredible spot with incredible features.
0: I thank you for bringing up the movie night because I'd totally forgotten about that. And that was, you know, during the pandemic, we were all looking for something to do. And that was, you know... Something, you're right, with the with the real live comments of people chiming in, Delorier saying, like, I remember this, or the Eagans coming in saying, look, there's Dracula and Eye. Oh, I forgot about all that. And that, again, is about building community and about bringing people together in a time of whether it be need or desire or or whatever it was. And I think that Bolton Valley has really cornered the market on that and does it the right way. You know, I brought President Lindsey Delorier doing those videos at the beginning of the pandemic and explaining to people what was happening. And the transparency with which they do that is so refreshing instead of hiding behind a corporate logo. You know what I mean? And to have those people there that you can learn to trust and learn that you – look, if you call Bolton Valley and say, I want to talk to Lindsey or Adam, you're going to talk to Lindsey or Adam. If you call Vail and say, I want to talk to so-and-so, You're going to get six different PR people before you get to them. It's just a completely different world. You know, both are run different ways for different reasons and both are successful for different reasons. But having that family there and knowing that they're there and trusting that they're taking care of the product that you love so much is truly a special thing to have. It sure is. Once again,
1: I love skiing the smaller guys. I love real skiing bolton is real if you haven't been there make sure you get up there that's it i think i think real is the best way to put it i think you just said it and hopefully you guys close your eyes think of that perfect turn in knee-deep powder and dream of the winter to come we'll talk to you soon thanks mike